0: Yep, yep, welcome in everybody, it is a Wednesday edition of Texans All Access, at least I think it's Wednesday, all the days are sort of running together, and I feel like I just got off a Zoom afternoon with about 30 Texans with our annual media days going on, it was kind of cool to catch up with the guys and see them for the first time, but they're still on my computer screen, so it just feels like they're somewhere else, but they were in the building today, I was was at the crib, so we had a chance to Do that, And that was uh, really, really fun. In fact, I had a chance to catch up with a couple of new Texans. One in particular um, was one of my favorite players watching him come out of college. Uh, And so we'll get to that after a little bit. Amongst other things, I'm your host, John Harris, football analyst, asylum reporter, and I am joined as always by the voice of the Texans, Mark Vandermeer. Mark, good afternoon. How are you? Did you build your arc yet to make it through all this water we have been having?
1: Yeah, I was arguing it today a little bit, Johnny. Uh, yeah. By the way, before any media members who are listening freak out when we say media days, it wasn't really media days for the media. Yeah, right? not, today, yeah, yeah. today different was a,
0: forms of media, yeah. not like our media for the most part. Right, right. You know, and,
1: and we it didn't really not, get what we usually get no, because no, of no. Uh, uh, the we usually do this back in May. But obviously not this year. And this year, this time of year, uh, all this stuff is usually in the barn. But this was an NBC shoot that Mm -hmm. we actually did for them. And all the team media people are doing this for the various teams. And even though it's NBC, NBC's actually doing it for the other networks as well, for ESPN, CBS, CBS. Uh, and fox and they get stuff for everybody because mm-hmm. everyone's condensed now so it was only a few hours and you got to visit with some guys i know very quickly and we only had double box going on so we could yeah. do our usual double team in the uh, hyundai texans radio studio with these guys but i know it must have been fun for you yeah we talked to some of the guys and i first reminded them
0: I said look this is not like our radio interviews and they were like oh man they were a little bit sad they missed that. They missed Real, hanging they with were? us. You the think studio. they were faking yeah. it? You think they were Probably. faking the sadness? Yeah, of course. I think so. Of course, yeah. but mm-hmm. but yeah, there was uh, there was some good stuff to come out of that, and got a chance to uh, chop it up with Eric Murray a little bit, which is the first time that nice. I've had a chance to do that. And Eric Murray is a guy I loved. I, I I told him that I was like, look, I, I just take this for what it is. A huge fan of yours, coming out of the University of Minnesota, and when I said take this for the really granted, I so you could see him kind of. I could see him on camera, literally like brace up, like oh man, what's this dude about to say to me? Who I've never met, who is in some house somewhere, and I told him that, and you could just see like the way the world come off his shoulders. He's like oh man, that means a lot, man. Thank you, um, and it was good. So uh, I had a chance to catch up with man, you name it: Eric Murray, Dylan Cole, Garyon Conley. It was our first time to really talk with uh, Garyon Conley. And I think he could play a, a very, very significant role for this team in 2020. I think he's I think he's going to. Um, and I think he gives them a lot of options. and I, I feel like the last man four or five games he probably played about as well as we've seen Corners play here for the Texans in a while. So that was that was really fun to catch up with him and a few other guys. Now it is Wednesday. So that means it is a what you remember when. And Mark, this one is all draft picks. Okay. Draft oh, good. picks I like this. Draft picks I like are draft day memories. the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. because a lot of times during the draft when a player is drafted, for the most part you look at me and go what you think? And I give my thoughts. <laughs> yes. Now, not when Deshaun was drafted. When, Desha- when Deshaun was drafted. Now, we've had that one before, so I won't throw that one in there. When Deshaun was drafted, that was just a whole different level of chaos that, that went on during that draft show. Now, if you were listening to it, you probably didn't, you didn't notice it was going on. But draft day 2017 was about as crazy as anything I've gone through for, with a draft show, and it was fantastic. But a lot of times you throw it over to me to kind of get my thoughts. So I'm going to throw it back to you and get your thoughts, and I think, oh, I've got a traded four in there as well. So uh, it's about mm. draft picks and acquisitions, and so we'll, uh, we'll do that. Uh, what you remember when. Then we'll go around the league. There's a ton, a ton happening throughout the league. And, Mark, I want to jump right off tonight with that, the player opt-out situation. Yeah. We, got in, we got into this a little bit last night. With what essentially is going on, and we we kind of focused on New England because those were the the biggest names and the biggest volume I think uh, was in New England. Dante Hightower has decided to opt out. Marcus Cannon uh, decided to opt out. As did Patrick Chung. Three of the twenty-two starters. Now you throw that on top of the fact that the defense had already lost through free agency. Kyle Van Ooy. Uh, Jamie Collins, I'm um, trying to think about Danny Shelton. Then you throw on top Hightower and Chung, and you're talking about half a defense. Yep. Just in numbers, I know five isn't quite half, but you get the point, almost half, of the defense is going to be new. Now, the McCourties are still there. Um, they still they drafted Josh Che, who's going to be one heck of a rusher. They got Chase Winovich, um, who was kind of emerging at the end of the year, going to be a second-year guy. The Patriots will be just fine to a degree. They're not going to be what they were in 2019, that defense, especially when you lose that much. And, oh, by the way, they still have Stephon Gilmore. Today, it goes to the world champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. And they had already – we'd already heard about uh, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Now, if you don't know the story about LDT – The doctor. He's the doctor. Call him the good doctor because he's actually a doctor. He has gotten his medical uh degree, gone through medical school and all the off-seasons. He's continued to play in the NFL and did a really, really good job. But he decided to opt out. Um, and his his message was when I read it, I was like, man, how can you how can you argue with that? And look, I'll say this up front. Any of these players, Martin, that have decided to opt out, it's their decision. There should be no derision their way. They have decided to do it, and there are many reasons why guys have decided to do it. We talked about Marquise Goodwin, all that. There are a lot of players that will decide to do this, and it's their call. Not yours and not ours to make judgments of. It's their call. But we can discuss the football ramifications as we do with the Patriots. Well, the Chiefs today found out that Damian Williams, running back, who was st- – stellar in the playoffs stellar against us in the playoffs outstanding in the super bowl has decided to opt out for the 2020 season so mark let's do a little gut reaction when you saw that damian williams had opted out what was your first thought what was your
1: gut reaction uh, that's that's weakening the Super Bowl champs, no doubt. I mean, it's not like Mahomes opting out or something like that. But, you know, the doctor, Williams, and then you get an injury or two, maybe you get a positive or two, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're playing really shorthanded. Yep. Uh, so uh, it's good for them that they find this out now. Uh, obviously, you know, opt-outs are going to happen now. And, Johnny, the other story is, When do the opt-outs end? You know, they have to end, what is it, a week after they sign the deal, and they haven't signed the deal because uh, reportedly lawyers are holding it up. And, you know, we all know that the the legal minds – uh the legal fine tooth combs uh yes. take a while to go through things, but they gotta get this thing done. I mean, right. I was kind of joking about it last night, but it is no joke because you know the longer you give these guys time to think about it, and look, I hate to be like that. you know you should really ideally be able to opt out at any time, maybe uh yeah. but but in fairness to the teams, they gotta know what they have and what they don't have, but the deeper you go into camp. Uh, like you are right now, the, the worse, the tougher it's going to get for everybody. you know. And if you close that door, then you know, then at least you have some closure, you have some finality like, all right, I'm going to play or I'm not going to play or we got these guys, we don't have these guys. What are the Chiefs going to be like at running back without Damian yeah. Williams? It's not like losing Hill or Kelsey, but it's not right. far off when you consider the importance of Williams because he keeps the defense honest. He's a good running threat and receiving threat. That's the problem. The flip Mm -hmm. side of this
0: is the good news, the bad news. Now, the good news is more than likely Damian Williams' replacement is a rookie, Clyde Mm -hmm. Edwards Elaire. And therein lies the bad news it's Clyde Edwards Elaire. And if you watched LSU last year, maybe no player outside of Joe Burrow made as monumental a leap forward as. Then Clyde edwards Lair. a pass out of the back that I think he caught 55 passes. He ran for, I think, thirteen, fourteen hundred 1,400 yards. He was the perfect complement to Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall and Justin Jefferson. And he was phenomenal in the biggest games against Alabama. He was outstanding uh, in the championship games, in the playoff game. He, he was just he was outstanding. Now, he was banged up a little bit, I think, in the semifinal, but he was he was able to play in the final. He's just outstanding. But – Mark, you know as well as I do, a rookie coming into the NFL, learning that a completely system. new system, and mm-hmm. it's week one. Yep. That's going to be an issue for
1: them. Well, that yeah, and that's good for the Houston Texans, right? Uh, now, it's bad and it's good because they can – they can package him in ways that could really be damaging. And, yeah, he didn't have the greatest game in the world, but he made two huge plays in a game, and you're dead, right? So that could happen as well. I mean, I'm not going to throw any kind of celebration here uh, that Williams is, is going to be out. Uh, in fact, you know, you should I go there? Like, you'd love to beat them at full strength. I don't <laughs> care. I'm yeah. very honest about this. I don't care. I want to beat everybody with their reserves in. I don't care. But – uh, you know, best best electo Williams. You know, you you could you could bend it a lot of different ways here, but you're right. It's definitely not a good thing for them to not have Damien Williams week one against the Houston Texans. National television, the nation watching as they get their Super Bowl rings.
0: Now, as we have gone through the league, we've seen a transaction list come out each mm-hmm. day, and it notes the players that have been going. Through uh, or onto the reserve COVID nineteen list, and again, that is for players that have either tested positive or have been quarantining because they feel like they've come into contact with somebody that has tested positive. And on that list now, we're now seeing players going to the uh, on the opt out side of life, if you will, and the mm-hmm. Texans did make that. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. Eddie VanderDose was on there, opted out, defensive tackle, who dating all the way back to his high school days, he was a five-star player who's was one of the most attractive high school recruits in the country a number of years ago. He was going to go to Notre Dame and then changed his commitment, ended up going to UCLA, had some injury issue coming out of college, and that's really what kind of held him back. But, Mark, we saw Eddie the last, what, probably – Uh, two three games of the regular season did some good things when he got on the field. Uh, with the with the team was active. I think probably three or four times uh, over the last over the stretch of the season, and he has decided to opt out. That for the last two days, as I've checked that listing, that's the only player that has either a opted out or b been added to the reserve. COVID-19 listening for the Houston Texans. So, all things considered when you only have one player on that list, I think you got to feel pretty good about what the Texans have going at this particular moment with all these different things going wild. Now, tomorrow you could have five players opt out. But I would think if players were going to opt out, they were probably going to make that known in the first couple days, and I could tell you having gone through media day today, mm-hmm. yep. the things I could hear in the background the names that we want to hear each and every Sunday, I heard they're them there. today yeah they're there and, that's yeah, and
1: if they were positive, they wouldn't have been there today exactly so that's good that's a that's a great little sign that you got right there and Boy, we'll take any kind of information right now, yeah. won't we? <laughs> so, yeah. So exactly. and it's good. And look, that's not to say that somebody can't test positive tomorrow. I mean, these things happen, and this is what we're living through right now. So let's just hope everybody stays as healthy as possible and uh, stays away from big crowds and risky situations.
0: Yeah, that would. Gosh, man, I would hope. I, I really yep. hope that's you know people just applying some common sense because the one thing I've seen a um, a few different places, I saw this. Um, it was from somebody who lives in the Metroplex. Uh, Tarr- well, Tarrant County is that? I think that's near Dallas, I believe, in or around the Metroplex. And he was tweeting saying the numbers over the last seven, eight days have been coming down like thirty to thirty-five percent, and continue to keep coming down. And I'm yeah. like, okay, slowly but surely. And if we had done this slowly but surely starting in March and done it slowly but sh- you know, maybe we'd be in a whole different place, if you will. But we didn't. And so we got to, in some sense, pay for it. But hopefully we're learning now. Wearing a mask and being socially distanced can help move this thing along, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to see what the Texans have been doing. Put a, a statement or a press release from PR um, showing all the different things that have been happening and have been changed and I, done at the stadium, it's pretty. It's pretty eye opening. Mark, I knew yeah. a lot of them and had seen a lot of them, but to see
1: it in totality was uh, was a, a wow! Holy smokes! Yeah, I mean, it's you mentioned uh, by the way, Tarrant County, yeah, Fort Worth, uh, yeah. and and here I've said it before, but that uh, tmc.edu dot edu website for the Texas Medical Center data is is pretty it, 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 there's no spin on this it's the data yeah. of, of the system and it's been coming down hospitalizations coming down i see you coming down now everything's very serious it's not like we're out of the woods we're still in the woods but yep. maybe we could see the light you know at the uh, you know, the forest through the trees wait a minute yep. the light through the trees the light at the end of the tunnel and it's not an oncoming train something but maybe we're getting there and look it's we'll take any kind of positive news we can get but yeah. but we're coming down the other side of the mountain on those graphs uh, it could go back up it could I mean right. you might be you might be seeing that at some point but as long as we're all um, careful, And, look, I've been around, and I know you have, too. I've been around. I've been going into some businesses and things. Like, you know, not just kicking around and talking to people, maskless. I've been masked up, you know, giving local businesses business, you know, take out food, whatever, uh, very carefully. And and I I applaud everyone's ability to be careful. And, you know, it's American ingenuity and spirit to find ways – Plexiglass here and there, masks. Uh, you know, only you know. Slide your card here. We're not going to touch anything. There's going to be no contact between us. You know, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. That the best practices that businesses are employing, and I, I know so many are suffering because they can't do business under this uh, this COVID cloud we're living under. But let's just hope for the best here. Keep it moving forward. I mean, you and I have seen each other what once. Wait, the when was once? that though? Hang on, when did we see each uh, we other? We
0: did the show. We did the show at Sports Radio. 16. Oh yeah, that's right. We've seen that's each it, other once, once since March.
1: Since it's it's like amazing, the combine, Johnny. and we talk every night. You know, since yeah. since the combine, I keep thinking. Yep. in fact, I wrote a piece today about how different it is right now. Uh, and I wrote something last week about uh, this training camp versus previous training camps, and then today I wrote training camp has started. Oh, wait a minute. Or as Lee Corson would say, not so fast because they're testing, they're they're coming, they're going home, they're coming back in, they're having coffee, they're coming, (laughs) they're going to work out, they're going to ramp up. There's nothing resembling a real practice that we're going to see until about mid-month and we'll be able to report on and talk about. So it is different. And Johnny, get this. Do you know the last time the NFL had no preseason type games? Mm. It's like never. All right. In fact, I was trying to research this even in the 20s. They were exhibitions, right? And they did them actually maybe before or during the season because there was no real league, right? Yeah. Even as late as the '40s, the Steelers were doing stuff. They were playing these other Western Pennsylvania pro teams or semi-pro teams in addition to an NFL schedule. Can you imagine that? Yeah, the Texans. uh, We're, um, you know, all right. Week five, we're not going to play an NFL team. (laughs) We're playing. We're playing TCU. The horn Frogs are coming to town. We're, we're playing, playing the Austin Weirdos, okay? That's a semi-pro yeah. team, and uh, we hope to have a good crowd for that one. I mean, that's oh. what it was like. And, and so this is really strange stuff to not have any preseason games whatsoever, but that's the world we're living in right now.
0: Yeah, it, it definitely is. When you said that, because we've had stoppages, 82, 87. I remember there were replacement games in uh, 87. There Sean were preseason Payton. games. But there were preseason games, yeah. So I'm going, man. I I don't know. I I have always remembered a, a, a preseason games. They've always yep. been part of the fabric of the overall NFL season. Obviously, and I miss them. I,
1: yeah, I miss
0: them. I, we'll miss them too. It'll have a college feel right out of the shoot. This one matters. Yep. There's no yep. rant. There's there's no. Well, you know, we'll kind of build up, and you know, we uh, uh-uh. yeah. you step on that field at Arrowhead Stadium on September 10th. It's it's go time. It is definitely go times, no question about that. Okay, we get back. It is What You Remember When Wednesday. Also, the NFL Top 100 is bringing you its top 10 players tonight. Obviously, all the names are familiar. I'm going to ask Mark which of those players was the best that he saw in 2019. And, oh, by the way, your quarterback came in at number 20. We'll talk about all that. Throughout the show, but what you remember when Wednesday continues next, right here in Texas All Access.
2: With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room and connect to our board certified providers from your computer tablet or mobile phone virtual urgent care visits are available 24 7 no appointment needed even on weekends and holidays now you can get the same trusted care you expect from houston methodist wherever you are whenever you need us
3: to learn more visit houstonmethodist.org. houston methodist leading medicine
1: another hot day in houston as this game gets underway here's the kickoff caught by
4: dakin They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dyken is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone.
5: Already counting down the days until your next college football game day? Start planning your tailgate and prepping your face paint because the season starts right here in Houston with the Texas kickoff. Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels are set to take on Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears at NRG Stadium Sunday, September 6th. Experience the season debut for both of these new head coaches as they look to open the year with a bang. Start your fall off right. Head to TexasKickoff.com to join the wait list and be the first to know when tickets go on sale.
0: Texans radio is on the way.
5: Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update.
3: What makes Ford F-Series the best in Texas? Just listen to the folks who drive them.
5: Ford is by far ahead of any other competitor out there. The technology that they put in the trucks, it's incredible.
3: I love it as a family vehicle.
1: I love the size and the space for my daughter.
3: If you want reliable, dependable, and a good-looking truck, Ford's the way to go. I want to drive the leader. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks and the best in Texas.
2: Ford is the best in Texas.
3: Do you know an outstanding Latino leader who is making a positive impact on Houston? Nominate them today for the Houston Texans Campeón de la Comunidad Award, presented by Miller Lite. The award honors a leader in the Latino community who is making a positive impact on the city of Houston through service to a local nonprofit. winner will receive a $20,000 grant for their nonprofit and recognition at a Texans home game. Visit HoustonTexans.com backslash campeón to nominate a Latino leader today. As the
0: preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, uveitis, and
4: more. Come and see us today. Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans. The Texans are in the final day of the NFL's five-day COVID testing protocol. And entering the facility today. Texans training camp 2020 might look different. But it's underway. As news breaks from NRG Stadium. We'll bring it to you. First, Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610.
0: Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of Texans All Access. I'm John. Hi, hello, greetings, and salutations. And that is my partner, the voice of Texans, Mark. You know him as Mark Vandermeer. Uh, He is on the other side, and it's time for What You Remember When Wednesday. No one, no one has been here for every single play, every single draft pick. No one other than Mark Vandermeer. So I like to throw these questions at him, and we call it What You Remember When. Mark, tonight is all about transactions. That's our theme tonight. I think a couple weeks ago we had the theme was the Colts, and they were all yeah. wins against the Colts. These are all transactions. Oh, So these boy. are not things that happened in-game. Mm-hmm. These are all your thoughts. What you remember when certain draft picks were made, trades were made, signings were made. There's one that's not a Texan signing, which you'll understand why I put it on here in a second. Okay. Ready? ready? Now, we may, have, we may have done this one before, but I know there's not always a repeat audience. So I think it's always good to go back and figure out and listen to what you remember when the Texans drafted J.J. Watt in 2011. Uh,
1: Watt was, you know, the, I, I think I've said it before, but urban legend was Watt got booed when he was drafted. He wasn't widely booed. There were some boos. There were some booze because everyone thought you needed the this dynamic edge rusher, which you were getting one, but you didn't really know that. (laughs) Uh, Dynamic edge rusher because the Wade Phillips 3-4 was coming in, and the team got bludgeoned on defense the previous year. was 2010. Remember, we were coming off that. Wade Phillips comes in. you got to get a pass rusher, and we didn't get a pass rusher. we got this big corn-fed Big Ten guy (laughs) who's not going to be able to get after the quarterback. Little did we know, three Defensive Player of the Year awards later, J.J. Watt uh, is a legend and one of the greatest players in league history. In fact, my kid was asking me, "Is he a top five all-time defensive player?" I thought, "Geez, that's that's Ooh. putting a lot." You know, the numbers. All right, so the longevity isn't there yet because if you look at the total sack numbers, they are not there. Right? Total right. sack numbers. Right. Sacks right. per game. Sacks per whatever. Absolutely yeah. there. Absolutely defensive player of the year. Only th- two guys have won it three times. So. Uh, you know, if, if you were going to put him there, it would be more – it's not Gale Sayers exactly, but it's a, a shorter career than, say, a Bruce Smith or Reggie White or whatever. Um, and, by the way, Reggie White's certainly a top five player, maybe Smith too. But uh, I think it's a tough, a tough thing to slice right now. G- you know, J.J.'s got to play a little longer.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I did media day today with uh, yep. Brandon Dunn, hopped in the room, and it was good to see Dunny. And I was asking one of the questions was, who's your favorite player growing up? And he was just like, you know, my dad and I watched Reggie White. And I looked at his jersey and was like 92. Oh, man, okay, this, this kind of makes sense. And he just went on about how Reggie was such an impactful player for him. You know, his dad was just, you know, so in awe of watching Reggie White use that hump move where he would get a guy going, you know, one way and then literally take one arm and just shove that 300-pound lineman yeah. out of the way with it. And Reggie White had a had a pretty big influence on J.J. Watt too, having moved to the Green Bay Packers in 1993. Yep. You know, as J.J. J. was growing up, that was a was a guy that he followed. There's no doubt about it. Reggie White, uh, one of the man, could top five
1: defensive players ever. I mean, when you look at them at their best, I I think. I mean, he's definitely in the conversation. Uh, you'd have to be. A three-time defensive player of the year. Yeah, and it's hard to keep him out. Like, all right, so I don't know if we put out a video or if it was put out by the league, but all the touchdowns in 2014, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. just looking back at that and the memory, the, the one against the Colts – Maybe it's because we weren't able to get that win. But the one that brings it to within a touchdown, the fumble recovery, Mm -hmm. it was, you know, that was after he had the pick six against Buffalo, after he had the touchdown catch against the Raiders, and then he does that. And on a Thursday night, primetime, and the lid blew off the building, man. It was unbelievable. I mean, this guy is magical, and he's magical still. Look at what he did in the yep. Buffalo playoff game. Turned the whole game around with one play. Everyone fed off of that, and obviously Watson did the rest. But uh, he still got it, Johnny. And, uh, you know, I don't want to have these conversations yet. I want to keep going with the career yeah. as long as possible.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You know, it's interesting with that play against the Colts. That was my first year down on the sidelines, and obviously I'd seen J- i I'd watched JJ when he uh, he was at Central Michigan, but mm-hmm. my dad, being from Wisconsin, has always the Badgers always kind of tug at his heartstrings, and I just remember him always saying to me because he would talk to his Wisconsin buddies, and they would say, "Hey, you know we got this, we got this JJ Watt kid. You need to watch him." So my dad would be t- would tell me about JJ Watt. He'd, "Hey, watch watch this Watt kid from from Wisconsin." I'm like, oh, okay, so. I watched him, and I was like, wow, boy, really, really good player. And when he got to the league, I thought, man, he's going to be excellent. So I've been watching him for a long time. But what I remember about that play in particular was you implored him. You didn't say Texas defense. You didn't say, hey, you know, boys, it's time to make a play. You said it's time. You said, I'm trying to the exact words, but you were like, it's time for JJ to make a play. And he yeah. did it on call. Yeah, that's the part I remember more than I anything. I should do that more
1: often. I yeah, really should I mean, do like you—you
0: you released the Watt Kraken, in some <laughs> sense, with your words. But the way you did it was like Mark just said for him to go make a play, and then he just made the biggest play that we've had all night. It was, it was, it was phenomenal. Okay,
1: somebody's got to nickname their defense the Kraken. Yeah, well, it's going to be—it's just, just going to be plagiarism now that Seattle named yeah, their exactly. NHL team that. But I love. Got to come name. up
0: with a good name. I, I love the yeah. Kraken.
1: That's such a good name. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. number two. This one's not as high profile, and in fact, it happened on the second night. But he was the Texans' first draft pick of that draft because of Deshaun Watson and one of the players I'm going to ask you about in a little bit. What you remember when in 2018? The Texans drafted a safety from Stanford named Justin Reed.
1: I was just so happy that he was there because he was so highly regarded, and I thought this is just the best-case scenario for this, for this particular moment. You know, here we are going all the way into the third round uh, until the first selection for the Houston Texans, and they get Reed, and it just felt like you won. It felt like a win. You know, look, you you never know how these things are going to play out, these draft choices, but – the crowd cheered as if it was a first-round pick, right? And maybe they would have cheered the Texans drafting me in the third round. I don't know. The crowd gets very <laughs> well prepared for these moments, if you know what yeah. I'm saying. You know, the draft yeah. party sponsored by Miller Lite. All right, whatever. But uh, it did feel like, based on the credentials of Justin Reed that a lot of people had him picked in the first round, projected, you know, projected to be, yeah. uh, I, it just felt like a win. I thought, oh. The rest of the night is going to be gravy. You know, the other two picks in the third round. And they were Martinez Rankin and also Jordan um, Aikens. Aikens, Yeah. Right. So Aikens still playing well for you. Rankin, you traded him for Carlos Hyde, who had 1,000 yards for you. And Justin Reed, I think, is on his way, Johnny, to being one of the all-time most beloved Texans and greatest Texans. Now, that might be a lot to put on him after two years. The beloved part, take it to the bank greatest he's got to continue to shine to rise to improve like every nfl player going into year three and beyond but uh i love the start he's off to.
0: okay let me ask you this this is gonna sound like this is gonna sound from like way out left field but if you think about it, it it speaks to two things one how good reed is but two the lack of safeties in the past is justin reed right now the best safety the texans
1: have ever had oh my gosh Look, uh, they've had guys who have had moments, you know, great moments, great yeah. runs for them. Quentin like, Demps in 2015. Demps had seven picks, led the yeah. team. Yeah, ha- hey, Look, I could go back. You know, Bernard Pollard had a good run for them in 09. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Glover Quinn was a good safety for this team, you know, for, for a bit. Uh, you know, I'm going to forget some guys here. You know, when they drafted Ed Reed, never mind. I mean, Ed drafted Ed Reed. When they when they signed Ed Reed, never mind. Not I mean, Marcus good. Coleman.
0: Marcus Coleman played safety early. He moved to safety. Yeah. He
1: was a corner and moved to safety. You know, they they've all, not they've all, but a lot of them have had their moments. Right. But uh, you know, he's on his way to be being the guy. There's yeah, no question. I
0: like, I like that. Yeah. I remember about seeing his name. We got texts from different people letting us know. Ahead of time, who the pick was, and I just remember thinking, my first thought because I had him in mid in the mid forties on mm-hmm. uh, the Harris one hundred. I think it was forty three or forty four, and I just remember thinking, oh my god, he hasn't been taken yet. He fell to us. I mean, I was yeah. floored because all the talk was, yeah. who are you going to get at number sixty eight? You traded right. away this pick. You traded away. You're not picking till number sixty eight. How how are you going to end up getting a good solid player? not only have you gotten a good, solid player, you've got a foundation piece uh, in the third round. Speaking... First-round
1: talent. And and yeah. here's the other thing. And, and maybe there have been times in the history of this franchise where I, where I think, whether it's draft or other things, where I think maybe your luck is changing. Because I really felt like there was some bad luck early on. You know, the first 10 years of franchise history are just littered with, with examples of bad luck. You know, and I, I get it. You make your own luck. Or, but there, there were some things that I just thought were uh, unfortunate, to say the least. But this is one of them. Reed falling to you in the third round. Yeah. Also, uh, the last draft with Ross Blacklock being available. Now it wasn't like an upset that he was available, right. but a lot of no one would have been surprised if late in the first round somebody picks Ross Blacklock, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and there he was at forty for you during a year where you don't have a first round pick and you made the trade uh, with Arizona with DeAndre going there and you get Ross Blacklock if he turns out to be something, you know, you'll look back at this and say, all right. This things are changing. Speaking
0: of third rounders, the mm-hmm. Texans had an additional third rounder coming to them based on the a Devion clowney trade. The yeah. Texans had traded Clowney. They got Jacob Martin. They got Barkevious Mingo. And they got Seattle's third rounder in 2020. The Texans spun that third rounder midway through the 2019 season. Mark, what you remember when the Texans traded for former Raider and current corner Garyon Conley?
1: It's a good question because, you know, he's a first-round draft choice formerly, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And I like that. You know, and then eventually they get Vernon Hargraves too, right? Yeah. And I think that, you know, obviously these guys wouldn't have been available at all if they were going to Pro Bowls for their franchises, right? And and I know Hargraves is different because he was just available, and Conley had to get him for a third-rounder. But, you know, I love the idea of it, and I thought, well, look – I know they wouldn't be bringing either guy in if they didn't fit the profile of what they're looking for personality-wise, football character, work ethic, all those things. And, you know, I know there were some things written about Hargraves in Tampa, but clearly they had some intel. Uh, You know, Hargraves, again, a different deal because they they didn't invest a draft pick in him. Right. right. So Conley, clearly they had intel that Conley could be a good fit for them, and and I like that. And I think, Johnny, guys, and, and you'll agree with me on this, Guys who are first-round draft choices who don't pan out, it's not because there's not some talent there. You know, they're first-round picks for a reason. You know, even Brandon Whedon, former first-round draft choice, Mm -hmm. you know, when he came here, you could see the arm strength. You could see the smarts. You could see the character, all of that. It just didn't work out. You know, maybe he just doesn't read it as quickly as he needs to, whatever the case is. But there's definitely talent there. and. They took advantage of that talent for a little run with Wheaton. Well, they're taking advantage of the talent with Conley in a different way because they did invest a third-round selection in him. And and I think you know, like you said, you have high hopes of it working out even better this year. But it was a good pickup for them last year. They needed help. They got it. Look, they weren't blowing anybody's doors off defensively last year for the most part. Uh, but they did have some good performances when they needed them against yeah. the Colts on that Thursday night. They had the turnover fest at Tampa. They played great up in Nashville. Uh, as a defense so they did have some performances that make you say hmm that's that's like the charlie epps golf swing that's as good as you can that you you're that good you know you can be that good but you have to do it on a consistent basis let's see if they can do this in 2020
0: well if i asked this question and i did sort of today of Gary mm-hmm. on conley i asked i asked garyon what were what was your favorite moment from the 2019 season and he said well i have two and he said the second one was getting the win over Buffalo. He said, never been to playoffs. He's like getting that win. He was like, this just incredible. And I said the first, and he said, beating Oakland. And it was the week right after he had been traded. So he played for Oakland and then gets traded and then has to play Oakland. And he said beating Oakland was number one. I was like. That's,
1: that's pretty good. He can't set it up any better.
0: I, and then I told him he was the, he was the answer to a trivia question. I said, you probably, I don't know if you know this, but you might be the only player that won twice in London, the only NFL player to win twice in London in any given season because he won oh, with yeah. Oakland when they beat the Bears, then came went back with us, made a huge play on a fourth down down near the goal line against Jacksonville. So he ended up getting two wins in Oakland. Okay, Mark, uh, yeah, I, man, I, I think I want to save this. I think okay. I want to say... Oh, well, you know what? I'm going to give you time to think about this during the break. Right. We'll hit this on the other side. Okay? Don't say anything. Right. What you remember when it became official that the Bucks were going to sign Tom Brady. Okay. Hold on to your hat. <laughs> Hold on to your hat because I want to get your thoughts on that because I know we all have thoughts about that. Tom Brady dropped to number 14 in the player's top 100. Where did your Texans fall and... Who did Mark think was the best player he saw last year that didn't wear a Texans jersey? We'll get into all that in our final segment on this Wednesday edition of Texas All Access next.
3: June's Houston Texans Star of Courage Award presented by Apache will be presented to Houston Police Department Lieutenant Bridget Loomis. Lieutenant Loomis sets an exemplary leadership standard for all with her commitment to service. Recently, she went above and beyond to help a mother and her two children escape a domestic abuse situation, taking care of their hotel bill when shelters were full. Her willingness to serve those around her for the past 23 years means more to her community than she knows. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate her for being our June Star of Courage Award. Award recipient.
4: Hey, Houston, Keith here from Papa John's. Have you heard about our Picks for Six? <laughs> it's a special just for you. It lets you mix and match all kinds of different things, all for just $6 each. You can choose between our papadillas, a medium one-topping pizza, cheese sticks, wings, poppers. How about some garlic knots? Even the garlic Parmesan breadsticks are included in all
0: kinds of desserts. So try the Picks for Six from Papa John's today. Order online or give us a call. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's, Houston.
4: The Texans are in the final day of the NFL's five-day COVID testing protocol. And entering the facility today. Texans training camp 2020 might look different. But it's underway. As news breaks from NRG Stadium. We'll bring it to you. First, Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610.
3: Do you know an outstanding Latino leader who is making a positive impact on Houston? Nominate them today for the Houston Texans Campeón de la Comunidad Award, presented by Miller Lite. The award honors a leader in the Latino community who is making a positive impact on the city of Houston through service to a local nonprofit. Winner will receive a $20,000 grant for their nonprofit and recognition at a Texans home game. Visit HoustonTexans.com backslash campeón to nominate a Latino leader today.
1: Find a massive selection of new and certified pre-owned Hyundais at Ron Carter Hyundai. A better way to buy. Test drive any vehicle at Ron Carter Hyundai and get $250 in gift cards. Buy any vehicle and get $500 in gift cards. Sell them your car. They'll be any offer by $500 or get $500. Plus, get Hyundai Assurance. America's best warranty. 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Gulf Freeway, just two miles south of the Beltway. RonCarterHyundai.com. See dealer website for gift card and trade-in details.
3: This is Texans Radio. Houston Methodist is still here for you,
4: seeing patients who need our care. Even in these uncertain times, our commitment remains the same. We put our patients at the center of everything we do. We can see you virtually. We can talk to you on the phone. We can even see you in person if needed. Rest assured, we are taking every precaution to keep you safe. We're still here for you. Contact your doctor's office or visit HoustonMethodist.org
3: slash you
1: Okay, so maybe we're new to home improvement. But we're determined. So when it came to finding the perfect floor at the perfect
2: price, our contractor gave us an insider tip. And whoa! At Floor & Decor, we shop the same incredible selection as real-life designers and contractors. And
0: I
4: appreciated the budget-friendly prices.
1: Now, thanks to Floor & Decor, we're unstoppable.
4: Oh yeah, we found where the pros go. Explore Floor & Decor in person or online at flooranddecor.com.
1: The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com slash community.
0: Damn right, don't leave home without it. Keep it on your phone, put it on your mobile device, whatever you use. I don't care whatever you use, just make sure you download that Texans app. It is good stuff, new and, well, honestly, new and improved. It is improved, revised, edited, reviewed, and back up for you, so make sure you put that on your phone. John Harris here, the voice of the Texans, Mark Vandermeer across town, doing shows from the crib still, and might be doing them throughout the season from the crib, and that's totally cool. So, Mark, when... We last left. Mm-hmm. I feel like an episode of uh, TV when we last left. Previously on Texans All Access. What you remember when it was official
1: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers signed Tom Brady? Johnny, I was so happy. I mean, the, the happiness was just flowing <laughs> that day. I was just so <laughs> thrilled that it was actually going to happen, that the reign of terror. Now, Belichick is still there but but the the evil empire is severely weakened all right this is like the empire losing darth vader you know you might still have palpatine somewhere but he's not the same without darth and clearly this was shown because i've seen those those last 3 star wars movies the latest 3 and mm-hmm. what's his name who was in girls uh what's his name uh, kylo ren that dude yeah, he's yeah. not a threat that guy I mean, he's very emotional. He's not Darth. I know Darth ultimately came back to the, uh, the good side of things, uh, but, but the Kylo Ren was nothing. So, so to get a replacement for Darth Vader, a.k.a. Tom Brady, is going to be very tough. So I was thrilled that Brady left to the NFC. I'd love yes. to see Brady this year. See him in the Super Bowl. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Let's do this. Let's make it a date. I'll make that. I will be there. I'd love to see that. But, uh, no, I was thrilled, of course. How yeah, could he not
0: be? I, I know. It's just when you see it happening for real. Mm. I think for me it was there were two parts. Number one, oh, my God, he's actually leaving New England. And then the second part was, oh, please, God, be to an NFC team. And then both of them happened. I'm like, yes. And I've, this is a very interesting thought brought up by Tom Curran, uh, who has covered the Patriots, NBC yeah. NBC. I'm sorry, NESN. Yeah, NESN, up in Boston. No Tom for a long time. He is excellent. He used to write for the Providence Journal, and oh, really? he said, "Do you think he?" He was asked the question, "Do you think these players in, in New England would be opting out if Brady were still there?" And he said, "No, I don't think they would be opting out." So there maybe has been sort of a trickle down effect of Tom Brady not being. In New England in 2020. Now, Mark, the NFL, the NFL network, puts together the NFL top 100 player list. They do that every year. They take the players who vote and they put it together. The Texans, they're all finished. They have unveiled 90 of the 100. Laramie Tunsell came in at 66, J.J. Watt at 45. Deshaun Watson came in number 20. Tom Brady, if you're wondering, we just talked about him. He came in at number 14. Tonight, they unveil the top 10 names you've heard of. Aaron Donald, Stephon Gilmore, Derrick Henry, somebody named DeAndre Hopkins, Lamar Jackson, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes, Michael Thomas, Russell Wilson. It got me thinking. Yeah. Who, this is a two-part question, who was the best quarterback you saw last year who was the best non-quarterback you saw last year not texans not texans no texans yeah 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 i got gotcha. you who's right, the so top the- quarterback you saw and it doesn't have to be one of these 10 guys you you may disagree I understand. with
1: understand. i understand top quarterback the- top non-quarterback the best quarterback performance i saw against us was lamar jackson I mean, there's no question. I mean, like I've said, the guy, his threat to run freezes people, and he's able to throw passes to wide-open guys downfield because the defense is terrified of what he's going to do with his legs. It's really a run-first kind of fear, I believe, that the defense has with Lamar Jackson. Not that he's not going to turn into a good passer, and I I know the passing numbers are good. People will flash them at me and say, look at this, completion percentage and, you know, yards per catch, whatever, I get it. But I think that, you know, the Titans were on to something. That was a bad night for him mm-hmm. in the postseason. The Titans were on to something. Uh, and he's got to continue to, to develop as a passer. He'll tell you this as much as anybody will. Uh, but I just think that day, Johnny, I mean, look, that was a, a bludgeoning that the Texans took. And Mahomes, to me, against the Texans in the regular season matchup, you know, he was dinged up and the Texans yeah. got to him and they played well. They were down 17-3 to in that game. People mm-hmm. forget they came back to win it. Uh, in the playoffs, I don't even think, look, he was good, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like he was amazing. Uh, you know, they just, they as quickly as the Texans went up 24 to nothing, they erased that lead and went ahead and then never looked back. Now, in the second half, he had some really tremendous drives and, and yeah. you know, in, in the postseason as a whole, I think Mahomes also made some plays with his legs, but You know, the ability to throw on the run, just keeping his eyes downfield, the weapons he has, the way he uses them. Andy Reid, you have Kelsey and Hill. It's just terrifying. It's terrible for everybody else. So as as we celebrate Brady leaving the AFC, (laughs) you got these two guys to deal with. Thanks a lot. Um, And you're going to have to deal with them for a long time. But, look, it's going to be fun. This is the era we're in. Uh, These teams, hopefully all finishing in first place. I mean, from a sheer outsider-looking-in perspective. And you get all these great matchups every year.
0: Best non-quarterback.
1: You know, I don't have one that's jumping out to me right now from last year. Give me one.
0: I have one. He was the smallest guy on the field, maybe, that that we saw all year long. Maybe that I can remember. When you looked at him in the huddle, you're like, that doesn't look right. And yet, he touched the ball, I think, 40 times against us. And he made the juggling McCaffrey. catch right from Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. He was he,
1: unbelievable last year. That's a good one. He was one.
0: just incredible. I mean just incredible. I mean, just Hill incredible. I mean, Hill
1: was pretty good, too, coming back from an injury and catching yeah, two touchdown passes in the regular season matchup with he the was. Chiefs. And Kelsey uh, was right. amazing McCaff- in the
0: playoff game. Kelsey was McCaff- unbelievable in the playoff game.
1: Yeah, I, I, McCaffrey that day was like a uh, an NBA player just scoring 55. You know, he yeah. just was all over the place. Uh, you couldn't stop him. And they beat you. I mean, that was a game that you didn't think you were going to lose. Kyle Allen comes in here and beats you, and that uh, happened. You know, uh, so a year where we were worried about Mahomes and Breeze and Brady and you beat Mahomes and Brady, uh, you lose to Allen and Drew Locke. Weird. The NFL is yes. weird, man. Nothing Very is weird. ever for certain. There's
0: no question about that. Nothing is for certain. Death taxes and on a Thursday night on Texas All-Access, John McClain will be on. The General will be on with us tomorrow. You don't want to miss that. Mark, as always, thank you. Jake back in studio. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We will see you tomorrow. And as always, go Texans.
3: Do you know an outstanding Latino leader who is making a positive impact on Houston? Nominate them today for the Houston Texans Campeón de la Comunidad Award, presented by Miller Lite. The award honors a leader in the Latino community who is making a positive impact on the city of Houston through service to a local nonprofit. Winner will receive a $20,000 grant for their nonprofit and recognition at a Texans home game. Visit HoustonTexans.com backslash to nominate a Latino leader today. At Whataburger. How do you make something that's already fresh even
4: fresher? By adding fresh new things like crisp pico de gallo for a little kick and creamy cilantro lime sauce for that extra whoa and two slices of pepper jack cheese because of course that's three new fresh things on top of two fresh beef patties which all adds up to Whataburger's new limited time pico de gallo burger. Good thing for fresh things. Good thing
3: there's Whataburger.
5: Are you missing out on Houston's most exclusive business network? Members of Texans Lux become your network, matching you with your executive peers at any of our exclusive events. With more than 10 off season events per year, like trips with a team to training camp, VIP draft party, business luncheons, and more, you're provided year round access to the network that works for you. Find out how you can use Texans Lux to grow your network by visiting HoustonTexansLux.com.
3: Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans!
4: We're here in Energy Stadium with our favorite people in Houston, our one and only Texans fans. So, what are you guys cheering about? We're celebrating Daikin opening the country's third largest manufacturing plant right here in Houston. Yeah, baby! That's over 5,000 employees already, and still growing. Wow,
3: those are some winning Daikin stats for Houston. Sounds like they're one of our biggest fans. On three, two, one,
4: Daikin! Daikin! Woo! Air Intelligence.
1: He's in. Touchdown, Houston! This is Texans Radio. To a
4: child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in
2: hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. Hyundai has always had your back, and now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. Introducing Hyundai Complementary Maintenance, three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to life.
0: Drive home in a new 2020 Hyundai Sonata, starting at just 24575 Complimentary maintenance included. Visit BuyHyundai.com
4: or see your local Hyundai dealer today. Call 202-929-0073 for complete details. Here at the Kroger Company, the fight against hunger is something that we are very passionate about. That's why we created the Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation and have committed more than $6 million to our nonprofit partners. million to Feeding America and No Kid Hungry and $100,000 to the Greater Houston COVID-19 Relief Fund. You can help support our goal to end hunger in our communities by donating a dollar or rounding up your total to the nearest dollar at any Kroger store. To learn more, visit thekrogerco.com. Welcome to Louisiana's largest
0: casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the
4: number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet.
5: Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water.
2: After all, at Red Diamond,
5: we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Already counting down the days until your next college football game day? Start planning your tailgate and prepping your face paint because the season starts right here in Houston with the Texas kickoff. Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels are set to take on Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears at NRG Stadium Sunday, September 6th. Experience the season debut for both of these new head coaches as they look to open the year with a bang. Start your fall off right. Head to TexasKickoff.com to join the waitlist and be the first to know when tickets go on sale.